Oregon Ramen is a restaurant in Ashland, Massachusetts. It serves traditional and authentic Japanese ramen, Thai noodle soups, and the best chicken wings in Metro West. Everything is done in-house from scratch, and they use only the highest quality products from small farms. Co-chef owners, Papanook and Alan McIntosh, combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic, amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508 309-3416 or they can be located on Facebook at Dorgan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well www.dorganramen.com Welcome to another exciting episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore of the Podcast, podcast dedicated to all the awesome creatures and monsters and mythology that appear on the TV series Supernatural. I am your host, Dr. Chris, and coming up on the stage now is my co-host... Mel Heflin. That's me. Mel, get off the... Let's, let's get right to it. Have you ever played a stripper before? Because we know we've seen you naked. So what was the name of the movie that you were a stripper in, Mel? I worked on uh, the segment Stripper Ripper in the trauma film, Grindsploitation. Ah, excellent. And you went completely nude? Yes. You have no shame. None. None. I've seen, uh, what's, the, what's, what's that photographer who's always posting your pictures on, on Twitter? Ah, uh, Don Cross. Don Cross. He seems like a good guy, right? He's wonderful. Okay, good. Just want to make sure. He's always posting your picture along with several other uh, fantastic models. Uh, one of which who played uh, Cassie Hack on the cover of the 15th anniversary of Hackslash. Um, huh. Name escapes me right now. I think you might have been in a photo with her. I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head. But yeah, there's always a, a picture of you either semi-nude or bondage or some kind. So Now, what was the song that you were grinding to the pole to? I actually didn't get to do any pole dancing. What? Did you even train for it? Were you, like, supposed to and they decided not to? Uh, it was just, like, a little little tiny segment in the movie. Oh, darn. <laughs> I'm sure that your husband probably appreciated you saving your pole dancing techniques for his benefit. Sure. <laughs> um... Did your husband ever commented on like anything you've done before, like in movies and stuff like that? Um, he's he's different. He enjoys that I have something I enjoy. Right. But like when we sit down to watch one of my movies, he's like, is he like is really? he like is he like watching it? Is he like a child watching like a sex scene with like their parents and they're just like embarrassed to watch it? Oh no, he doesn't mind that so much. It's just like he was never into B movies. Oh, okay, gotcha. So it's like I'm making him watch a B movie, and he's like, "Oh god." Yeah, and you do you do appear in a lot of B movies. Yeah. B to Z. Basically, yeah. 
Well, now that we got that out of the way, uh, Mel has the plot synopsis for sex and violence, which is awesome. And everything that we're into, apparently, in our careers, doing radio horror, all the podcasts I do, the stuff I write about, and all the movies that Mel's in basically revolve around sex and horror, sex and violence in some way. Oh, yeah. I mean, most of the movies you, you're in have sex and violence in them in one form or another. I mean, is there any movie you haven't been in? Sometimes at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> I have seen those. Um, <laughs> has there ever been, I mean, you want to learn more about what Mel's talking about? Go listen to a previous episode, but we're not going to get into it right now. Has there ever been a movie you've been in that didn't have sex and violence in it? Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, a few. Um, hmm. I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't in, like, Terms of Endearment or Much Ado About Nothing. <laughs> uh, there's a couple sweet ones. There was the musical uh, The Mermaid, the Witch, and the Blues Man. <coughs> Hold on. That comes off the top of my mind. Choking on water. All right. Go ahead. There was the, the movie The Mermaid, the Witch, and the Blues Man that comes off the top of my mind. I don't believe there's much to do with sex and violence in that one. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you get into the plot synopsis? Here we go. Sex and violence. Originally aired the 5th of February, 2009, the Winchester's investigation into a series of deaths takes a deadly turn when a siren tries to tear them apart for good. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) And that was season four, episode 14. And uh, aired February 5th, 2009. Yep. So a couple weeks after the last one. We decided to skip the previous episode. That had to do with, like, high school horror, and there was, like, ghosts. We've done ghosts before. And uh, that just, I it just like, what are we going to do? Are we going to talk about, like, the horror stories of high school? Um, I mean, I wasn't really interested in revisiting that. I mean, I have horror stories of high school. Do you, I mean, I'm sure you do, too. Do, do you think that would have filled in a whole episode to be worth talking about? I mean, I I kind of liked high school, but my high school years were uh, a, a complete horror story. But that's a completely different thing. Um, the um, So the creatures in the episode are sirens, and you were saying that sirens are kind of different in the lore that you looked up. Why don't you explain it? In the lore, it's Greek mythology, I think it originates from. The creature is half bird and half woman, and they would lure sailors to their descru- destruction because of the sweetness of their song. They were originated from, I believe it was Odysseus. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, in the, the, the Odyssey. The Odyssey, not Odysseus. Uh, sometimes the Greek names really befuddle me. According to Homer, there were two sirens on an island in the Western Sea between Aiea and the rocks of Cilia. Mm. Both names I probably absolutely butchered. Uh, according to um, the composer for the episode, the whole idea with sirens was cool. One of the things we did for the siren song was this high, piercing tone that happens when the spell begins to take shape, and at that point you know the siren is coming. And at first we were thinking, oh, should we have someone sing and have it be the sweet song? But then we decided it actually worked best when we dropped most of the music out and went to the one piercing sound. So if you're at a strip club and you happen to hear that sound, run away. <laughs> <laughs> and how do they kill the siren in this episode? By the way, in the previous episode, we skipped something. Um, couple, If you were listening to this a few weeks back, we did a magic episode. Do you remember how they defeated the uh, thing in that episode? 
actually it was um the the main magician character whose name is absolutely refusing to come into my brain right now. Jay. But Jay, yes. Jay actually had slipped the tarot card into pocket and then he stabbed himself. Right, yeah, so that broke the uh, spell. Mm-hmm. In this episode, Bobby prepares to kill the siren with a bronze dagger dipped in Dean's blood because Dean is attached to the siren. And uh, we actually have some lore created for the siren for this episode, a closer look at sirens. If you ask anyone what a siren is, they'll likely tell you sirens are beautiful young women who live on an island surrounded by rocks, whose voices are so intoxicating that when sailors hear their singing, they crash their boats and attempt to get closer to the creatures, but it, ha- uh, but it hasn't always been this way. The song and death part, sure, but in the original tales, they were also skilled with harps and flutes, and their appearances varied from nubile maidens to mermaids to bird women, with bird parts ranging from just wings to all bird except the head. And not all the mariners died, mar- um, mar- mariners died on the rocks, some made to the sirens' island. Once there, it's said that the sirens eat them alive. So sirens are cannibals. Yet there's also talk of the sirens being surrounded by rotting corpses, which is suggested their victims merely die of starvation while entranced. Uh, Sam says in the episode, what do you think? She infects them during sex, and Bobby says, maybe. Dean says, supernatural STD. (laughs) Always wear a condom. Always wear a condom, folks, if you don't know who your partner is. That's where the real power lies. They're able to make their victims love them by infecting them with supernatural toxin. The truly scary part is they have such a powerful hold over you that you'll you'll willingly kill your loved ones at their request, which is why you need to kill them before they infect you. For that, you'll need a bronze blade dipped into the blood of one of the previous victims. We've been trying to do some version of a succubus or siren since early season one, shares story editor Catherine Humphreys. These romantic sexual creatures were really difficult to deal with, and we pitched a bunch of ideas for them over the season until someone landed on the idea of bringing it into a strip club, which just seemed perfect for our show. I was really excited about our version of the creatures, and there was this feeling of being really far away from the siren's legend. I worked with Ben Edlund a lot on the break for this episode, and he had this amazing pitch that told the story of how the creature had come from the water and morphed, but we didn't have the budget to do it that way. Once we accepted that, we just had a great time with the supernatural siren. So once again, the sirens are made up for the episode because it's a bird creature, and that's not what they're going to do. Oh, they're absolutely spooky looking in the episode when you see them in a mirror. Right. Um, And uh, the siren in this episode, though, is uh, a guy. It is. It's just very weird because sirens are usually always, most of the time, referred to as women. And this is not a guy that's transgender or something we, you know, something not, you know, like they're going in some, you know, very unusual direction with it. No, it's a guy who happens to be a siren, which is just also just kind of strange because, again, sirens are typically, you know, as we just said, it's 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 women luring sailors into their deaths. <laughs> Wasn't there like a TV series recently about sirens or mermaids or something? I think there was on Sci-Fi Channel, but I don't have cable. Um, the siren in this episode is Agent Nick Monroe, and he is played by Jim Patrick, um, best known for being in uh, a bunch of stuff. He's a pretty well-known actor. He was Frost in Suicide Squad, and he was Hoyt in True Blood, if you remember True Blood. That was uh, Jessica's okay. uh, boyfriend. I really love that they did a completely different take on the siren legend here, because actual siren legends are from across the world dating back all the way to like 1250. Uh-huh. The, the legends are so much different. Some legends say that the sailors that the sirens 
lore to the rocks only die because they don't know how to feed them. And living off of raw fish won't uh, help you out for too long. Others say, of course, that they are cannibals and they like to scatter their bones and decorate their uh, rocks with the bones. But it it ranges so much. And I think it's amazing. Um, in 1250, actually, sirens from being bird-like creatures ended up to amphibious webbed feet, and then eventually the illustration of them as a person, where they've got the winged tail, comes in by the 14th century. The siren's identity had completely standardized to being a fish-tailed creature. Huh. So it evolved due to people just not... Uh, so, so how would you say it evolved? Because of just the way it constantly kept being written? I, I guess so. I imagine it's it's like any legend where it starts off as like a story or something somebody actually saw, and then it's like a game of telephone where it eventually evolves. Because if you think about it, bird creatures living on rocks by the ocean doesn't really make that much sense. So if it gets told enough times, you know, stories by mouth, then I imagine it makes perfect sense for them to be half fish. The pictures of the siren are very interesting. You're right. It's basically just like... Um, a bird body with arms and boobs. And yeah, there, and there is a uh, there is a t- yeah there is a TV series Siren, a romantic mermaid thriller uh, show. I think it. I, I don't know if it got renewed or not, but uh, that is uh, one of the uh, the Siren. Um, it's on. Uh, damn, it doesn't tell me what channel it's on. It doesn't really say how the sirens kill people. They just lure their in, their lure people in with their songs. But the siren in the in this TV series that I'm talking about or whatever, she's got like really creepy like blue green eyes and they're huge right yeah the half bird women of greek mythology also kind of reminds me of a gorgon because a gorgon actually has a bird like body not a snake body they have the snake heads but they have like the bird body yeah they they love turning people into creatures um in one of the many, many legends of the sirens they were actually turned into bird creatures by aphrodite who was angry that they were so beautiful. But according to another myth, um, Aphrodite actually awarded them with the bird torso because she was so proud of their voices uh, due to a singing contest that the muses had had. Um, so everything to do with sirens uh, refers to Greek mythology, so it's definitely one of those Greek mythology creatures. I just don't think the episode really kind of focused on that as much. Right. I think it started out as Greek and then everybody adopted it. Right. Because there's a lot in pirate legend, too. Oh, yeah? What's in pirate legend? And then I want to get into um, Kara, who uh, was the character trying to seduce uh, Dr. Kara Roberts, who has obviously the hot for, mm. hots for Sam and just completely ignores Dean. <laughs> you so can call me Dean, one... and she's just like, I'm Dr. Kara Roberts. <laughs> 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 you can call me Dr. Roberts. <laughs> the only pirate legend I have in my notes is that Blackbeard himself actually logged in his book that he ordered his crew to avoid the charted waters on the map because he knew that there were mermaids in that area. And their belief system uh, was supported by records from other pirates that came in to encounters with sirens and the bad luck that fell upon them. And there is no actual explanation uh, except for it being a coincidence coupled with a manatee sighting. So that's interesting. Uh, 
Kara Roberts, Dr. Kara Roberts, is played by Mady Schwartz. Uh, she is uh, kind of a bit part actor. She's been on um, Dexter, House, How I Met Your Mother. She was in Love and Other Drugs. Um, just kind of appears. She was in Southland. Uh, she was on CSI Miami. She just uh, she was in Medium. She was in CSI uh, the regular show, Gilmore Girls, uh, which is interesting. She was on Gilmore Girls. Maybe she was on the same season that. Um, uh, uh, you know, the Sam was on. Hmm. If you, by the way, check out uh, Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, Michael Rosenbaum, of course, best known for playing Lex Luthor on Smallville and uh, Wally West the Flash on Justice League the Animated Series. He had Jared and Jensen on his show, and he talked to um, uh, the actor about the, uh, dr- uh, the incident at the bar where he got drunk and uh, into a bar fight. My heart went out to him for that. Yes. Well, it was revealed that uh, he took a drink from a bachelorette party, and it was at his bar, and the bachelorette party might have laced the drink. <gasps> That's horrible. Because of the way he acted was indicative of being uh, on drugs, and they think that uh, they were just having some fun, and they gave him a drink with um, some, you know, some drug in it. That's really shitty. Yeah, hold on. Uh, the music in the episode we played at the very beginning um, is Thunder Kiss 65 by White Zombie, which I absolutely love, and I'm a huge fan of uh, Rob Zombie, White Zombie. I have every single Rob Zombie album. I own a couple of the White Zombie albums, and I've met uh, Rob Zombie uh, at least more than once and seen him in concert like three times, but not recently. But uh, the last time I saw Rob Zombie in concert was in 2010 with Alice Cooper. Nice. Yeah, but I've never met anyone else from White Zombie other than him. But that was a that was a big deal. I met him at a strawberries. Did you ever have a strawberries back where you lived in the states? Strawberries. Strawberries music. Oh no, we didn't. Oh okay, yeah, they're kind of like Fye. They were like Newberry Comics. They were like you know whatever you have for music stores. I don't know what you have for music stores in in uh, Japan. I know uh, I know you're not near Tokyo, but apparently Tokyo does still deal. Uh, Japan still deals in a lot of physical media. I actually haven't seen anything at all, really. You'll have to uh, hunt down a music CD store in Japan. I will. Um, I love Dean pointing out to Sam. Unbelievable, man. I just don't get it. Sam says, what? Dean says, nothing. No, say it. No, it's just, I mean, first Madison, the werewolf. Then it's Ruby, the demon. Now it's Kara, the siren. It's like it's like you're banging. It's like uh, what is it with you and banging monsters? Yeah, he definitely has a type. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Which is funny considering that isn't it hilarious that so Sam is the one with the demon blood problem, right? Which they've never come yeah. back to because they 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 kind of did they didn't need to ever go back to that. After they ditched the, it and then acted like they were embarrassed of it. <laughs> a little bit, but I don't think they were embarrassed by it as much as, like, we don't need to go back to that story. He's cured. It's out of his system. But yeah. the first five seasons, it's all about that demon blood inside him and what his father told Sam, uh, Dean. And uh, who of the two is it that actually becomes a demon one day? Right, yeah. I always thought that was, like, the, one of the biggest things of the show, being like, Dean becomes the demon, but Sam started the show with the demon blood addiction. Isn't right. that weird? So And Dean was 
the, you know, chosen, God's chosen boy. And yeah. Yeah. And Padalecki, I mean, of course, obviously he's into banging monsters and demons. He has a, two children with one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he, he took that right home. <laughs> I think they got married around season four or five. I'm not sure. I mean, because they were married by season six when they had that whole meta episode. Remember? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's all the notes I have here for this episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore. I've got plenty more. <laughs> okay. All right. You got to say something because you're just pausing and pausing or whatever. I don't know if you're done with your notes. I, I don't know when, when you're, you know. It's been right. a strange day. Okay. What what else did you want to say? Uh, Just that Siren Legend goes in every pretty much culture. Um, specifically, uh, I, I found this one interesting that Japan, their mermaid has a snake body with fangs called the Nurei Ona. Nurei Onya. Onya meaning woman. And they sit by the shore cradling a bundle to trick humans into thinking that she's a distressed mother holding a baby. If a passerby picks up the bundle, it becomes so heavy that it pins them onto the rocks. And then the Nure Ona uses her long pointed tongue to drain their blood at a pace which suits them. Sometimes she even will strangle them to death with her hair. I thought that one was super creepy. Mm-hmm. Go on. Scottish folklore tells of a strange group of creatures that inhabit one particular area in Scotland. What part of uh, Scotland? Blue, um, it just says one particular street in Scotland. Ah. I couldn't find the area. Okay, go on. They would appear in groups with only their torsos raised out of the water, and they were men, uh, mm. the blue men of Minch. And they would wave to sailors in a friendly manner, and they would okay. assume that they're Hold innocent on. people. What, 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 is, what is waving to somebody in a friendly manner? <laughs> what, uh, um, hi! Is it okay? I, not gesturing to come towards me is not waving at somebody. Is, is waving with your fingers a wave? Is that how you wave in a sex in, in a in a friendly manner? Because that sounds like more like a seduction wave. What 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 what, what does that mean? Um, I'm guessing it would be kind of like more like uh, Gump from Forrest Gump, and less like it waving with the hand. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, like he's just like, hey, like just throwing his hand up in the air. Yeah, like hey. Oh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm stuck in the water, and then um, only when the sailors got closer, they would see that they have. Only when the sailors were close enough to uh, be eaten, that's when they would finally see that these blue men of Minch actually had blue skin oh. and twisted features. Gotcha. In Russian folklore, the Rasalki are actually spirits of women who took their own lives or they passed uh, due to unwanted pregnancies, and their souls would live on forever in the form of vengeful mermaids that would punish men and children. They took their own lives. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's kind then, of like, hold on, wait, wait that, that's, that's similar to the spirit in um, the, uh, the Juon, the Grudge. Yeah, or the woman in white. Right. Well, yeah. Oh, right. She did take her own. Yeah. And, yeah, they turn into mermaids, I guess. Mermaid ghosts, maybe? Mm, sure. 
I found that one super interesting. And the last one would be the Irish folklore, which are actually Selkies, not really considered sirens, but they are the siren legend of Ireland. Oh. And these would, when they go on land, they would peel off of their skin. They would peel their skin off and reveal their human forms, <coughs> showing them behind rocks. But if any man can make a selkie his bride, and he steals her skin, as long as he would keep the skin and oil it, um, she would be good to him. And they actually looked more like seals rather than the traditional mermaid. Oh. Like, or 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 seal. Yep. Wow. That's um, pretty hideous, because I don't find a seal attractive. Uh, no, I... I, I think they're cute, but... Yeah, walruses, like, seals, ooh. giant blubbery animal creatures. That's <laughs> gross. I'm sorry. Blubber is not something I'm attracted to. Um, yeah, no. Especially with an animal like that. I don't... I mean, koala bears, those are cute. Cats, you know, bats, those are cute. Of course, some people don't yeah. like bats. Some people think bats have caused the problems that we're currently in. <laughs> Um, someone's like, when are you going to do the episode about Sam and Dean, uh, dealing with the virus and Croatoa? And I'm like, I think we did Croatoa, but I don't think we did the virus. But did we do zombies? We'll have to check. I thought we did zombies. I thought we did zombies. So I think that covers our disease control episode because we, they really haven't done a lot of disease control. Well, no, they did the episode where Joey and Ellen die. You know, oh, and remember how they talked about there was, like, no great strong female characters on the show because they kept killing them off, and it was, like, years later when we finally got Jody Mills and the girls? It's like, everyone yeah. just forgot about Joe and Ellen. <laughs> 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 I'm like, you remember those two women that uh, popped up in season two? They got killed off in season four or five, whatever it was. Season five, I think it was. Um, yeah, there was that episode. They were all, like, infected, too. Oh, man. That death. Oh, that was a rough one. That was rough, but it's like... What? So, like, ten years later, the show's still on the air. There's other characters for us to cry over. You know what I mean? It's like when yeah. Bobby died. It's like, yeah, that sucked at first, but it's like, years later, oh, but we have alternate universe Bobby now. Yeah. So. I, I don't know how I feel. I, I love having Bobby back, but it's not Bobby Bobby. No, and, and, and they they were trying to set up that whole plot line with Bobby and, and, uh, and uh, Mary, and they didn't go anywhere because they ended up killing Mary off, and the rumor is now they end up having to kill Mary off because the actress... Um, uh, earlier this year, the actress had a double hysterectomy. Oh, yeah. So, wondering if maybe they had to kill her off because she was diagnosed with breast cancer a year ago. Well, hopefully she's doing all better and doesn't <sighs> come back on the show, though, because I hate her character. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know how much better you can be doing after having both your breasts removed. Uh, I've had some friends with a double mastectomy that are doing pretty good. No, oh, not double mastectomy, not hysterectomy. I'm sorry, yes. Um, I don't yeah. know. I mean, that's that's. I, I I'm sure it's probably better that they had to be removed, but just the trauma. You know what I mean? The the dealing yeah. with that. That's not that's not the great outcome you want to have happen from breast cancer. Definitely not. Both my grandmother and my mother had breast cancer. I have had a friend who had breast cancer, and the most that they they caught it in time, thankfully. You know, and they it came back, but it, they caught it again. They knew it was going to come back, but they were okay, and everything was fine. They went through their little chemo. You know that made them sick but they were they were okay or oh, not chemo radiation and they were they were fine so they didn't have to worry about any surgeries beyond having it removed so that's good yeah but i just don't see like the double mastectomy being a good outcome i just i can't imagine the trauma the psychological just plus all your hair you know yeah. it's just uh 
I've had a few friends who've had the double mastectomy and lost all their hair, and they are some tough ladies, and they look fantastic. Oh, did they have? Uh, did they get the breast implants later on? Nope. Oh, either one of them. Oh, hold on. Do they not want to get it done, or they choose, or is it just not feasible? Like one friend of mine, uh, I have another friend who did get it. She got, uh, she lost one, and then a year later she got breast implant, and then she got the other one at the same time, like altered to look like the same. You know, both of them. Oh, the same. yeah. So I'm not sure the reasoning behind it, but some people I said support they whatever they want to do. They can't get it done. Like I don't know. And some people said no, you can get it done. It's just a matter of your choice. So. Or maybe it's insurance and money, too. Uh, one of my friends does, actually, topless double mastectomy awareness photo shoots. And I'm like, wow. That's just, brave. That's so inspiring. Yeah. Really inspiring. That's seriously brave. So, um, this I have the, uh, what I've been reading from is the Supernatural Official Companion Season 4. I always forget I have these when we do this podcast. And it's always filled with great information about Supernatural. They only made them up to Season 7 because they weren't selling very well after uh, Season huh. 6 and 7. So they decided to discontinue them. But fans really want Seasons 8 through 15. But that yeah. would require a lot of re- writing and a lot of money. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would love a superior, once the show is over, I want a superior Supernatural episode guide out. Yeah, I want an updated version of John's journal because I think John's journal is missing some things, and I want a superior ultimate episode guide. You know, that would be fantastic. I would definitely have that author on the show. Nicholas Knight had been on my show a few times for these. So, but that's all the episode. That's all the notes I have here tonight on this episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore. You can find us on our Facebook group, Supernatural Creatures and Lore. Do not go to us on Twitter. If you do find us on Twitter, uh, don't. Tweet at us. We can't log into that account, and I don't know how. Short of me contacting Twitter, but just like contacting Google, they do not have great customer service response. So, and since I don't have an email address uh, tied to that, the person who did, they don't have that email anymore. That Twitter account is unfortunately long gone and lost. So, find us on our own individual Twitters at Christy SAV and at Mel Heflin. And we'll be back in a few weeks with another exciting episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore on the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Do you love what you hear in the podcast? Please go to Buy a Cup of Coffee. The Radio Horror link is in the show notes, but it's on top of the Twitter page. Or you can just go to buymeacupofcoffee.com backslash Radio Horror. And you can help support Goth Girl Horror and the other podcasts here on the Radio Horror Network. Donations go towards cloud service and new equipment. Thank you.